Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm here with my good friend, Jennifer Gordon. Jennifer, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, I'm I'm so used to calling you Jen that I, I said Jennifer, and it felt weird. I don't even really know why. Either or okay. Jinji is my, like, hip-hop artist name. Oh, you could yeah. be a cool hip-hop artist. So, hey, Jen, take just a second, share with us a little bit about your history with Life Church and share a little about your family. Yeah. So, like I said, thanks for having me. I think the Switch Leader podcast is just doing incredible things. I learn from it every single week. I have been part of Life Church actually since I was a student. So, back in the olden days of Life Church, I got to kind of be part of. Oh, yeah ground level of student ministry here at this church. And it has looked very differently over the last two and a half decades almost. (laughs) And I have been a switch leader basically since I graduated high school. And I have been on staff now for almost five years. And I love, I love students. I love leaders, love getting to be part of what God's doing here. I actually am a parent of a switch student. My husband, Chad, and I have been married for almost 17 years. And we have a 14-year-old who is in eighth grade. And then we have a daughter who is in fifth grade. So next year, we're moving up to high school and middle school. And I'm sorry, yes, high school and middle school. And they love it. And it's super fun to watch what Switch does to impact them. Get to see kind of in our home side and the leadership pastoral side. Yeah. High school and middle school at the same time. It's just... It's a big Does parenting year, get more stressful than that? I, I it's it's a big jump. We're we're it's taking a, your, Oh man, I love yeah, it. Well, we're excited cool. and we're spending a lot of time with the Lord over it. So I bet I bet you are. <laughs> I bet you are. Well, yeah. So I've I've gotten to do ministry alongside Jen for all those years, and obviously we're at different locations, but have been close, and so we we love getting to serve together and. I'm looking forward to talking with her today a little bit about some stuff that I think will benefit everybody listening. So first, we love stories. Everybody loves stories. Funny stories, heartwarming stories. I mean, I guess we don't love bad stories. I almost said we love bad stories, but that's just not true. So we don't love those, but but we do want to hear some good stories. So Jen, as a parent of of Switch students, Mm-hmm. As a person who's been involved in and you know been to Life Church for a really long time, even before you were on staff, and as a youth pastor, give us a story. Gosh, there's a bunch, and I also love to share stories. One of the ones that jumps to mind is actually when I was a switch leader. So about six years ago, I was leading a group of high school girls, and they actually I started leading them when they were freshmen, and I remember. It was sort of like they were never breaking out of this, I feel like we're in Sunday school, we're only going to give the right answers kind of mode during switch group. And so my, my co-leader said, we've got to get them out of here. So we took them, they loved, they kept talking about Olive Garden. So we go to Olive Garden, we sit down with some breadsticks and some salad, and they're still sort of in this like quiet, what's the right answer? And the next thing my co-leader said, okay, let's talk about boys. And once we cracked that door open, it was like best friends forever and all the good stuff started coming out. And, and those girls kept growing both 
obviously in maturity and in spiritual development. And they started inviting their friends. And this girl joined our group and her name's Maddie. And Maddie was a junior. She was on the palm team at her high school. And I go to a basketball game where she is, because it's not cheering, she's dancing, supporting, whatever. Uh, and yeah. and my kids were little at the time, like elementary age. And so they'd never been to a high school basketball game. So that was super fun and exciting. And we go nice. and we sit sort of this like family date night pizza in the game. And Maddie runs up at some point you know, first quarter, in the first quarter, the first break they had, and she's hugging us and she's loving all my kids and she's taking pictures with us. And I said, Hey, where are your parents? I love to meet them. Mm-hmm. And this sort of instantaneous, like shadow passed across her face. And I, she said, well, they're not here. And then the way that she looked at me, the way that she looked at my kids, you know, and ended up thanking me for coming. It was this moment that I thought like, I couldn't get rid of my parents when I was a student. But mm-hmm. like they were at everything. I had a practice, I had a rehearsal, they're showing up. That's just not the reality for everybody. And when I recognized what it meant to her for me to be there, it just I just felt this weight of both leadership responsibility and also joy. And fast forward six years later, awesome. and she's 23 and she's a switch leader. And what God's done in her life is just super fun to watch and recognize, man, we had this moment of showing up randomly and it meant a lot to her. That is so cool. It's it's awesome that it's one of those things like you were actually going, like you're going to be there anyway. Like you're you're going with your family, and yeah. like you're excited to just go hang out with your family. And the result then ends up being that something that to you felt like, well, this wasn't this wasn't that big of a deal, right? But right. but to her, it was a huge deal. So, well, what I'm wanting to talk with you about today is is that like it is a lot about that. It's it's like how do we as small group leaders, how do we connect with our kids like in a, in a deeper way than maybe we currently are? So let's say my relationship as a small group leader with my kids is more of the surface level. Like we see each other at switch and we're, we're close. Like, I mean, they, I, I know mm-hmm. some of the stuff going on in their life. Like they share, they share some stuff with me, but yeah. like we don't, talk a lot outside of that like that's that's kind of where our relationship maybe begins and ends like maybe every now Uh and then we send a text but it's not it's not that close then you being being a youth pastor seeing the ministry every day and seeing everything behind the scenes hearing lots of stories but also being a mom that has her own kids that are that are now at that age that age where you're like man i thought being a parent of young kids was hard. And now you're like, well, parts of it were, but now there's different things that are hard and probably needing support. And so what does it look like as a parent then? So like from your perspective, how has it looked having kids in switch? What are the things that you're like, man, I would love it if, and what are the things that you're like, man, I love that this has happened. Like, do you have any of that stuff? It was really interesting to be a youth pastor and a parent of an incoming sixth grader. And it was like, this feels so scary. And I know what's happening. <laughs> like I'm in charge of everything that happens here. And <laughs> everyone is going to be watching out for this kid. And I still am nervous for him and his friends. And he's yep. well connected and like he has friends from the loop. So even it was just, it shifted the way that I thought about how do we really partner with parents and what does this look like? So my son has two awesome leaders, Matt and Dan, 
And they, and I did not handpick them. I really just trusted the process. I didn't want to be that controlling mom. I thought, I'm going to trust the process we've set up here. And they have been so incredible. Um, in fact, yesterday was my son Smith's first baseball game. And I'm driving um, to the game. And Dan calls me and says, hey, Smith told me he's got a game tonight. When is it? Where is it? I'm going to try to make it. And when he was playing basketball, it was about every third or fourth game, Dan would swing in and he might not stay for the whole thing, but he's showing up. And um, it, he just right. turned 14. So we had a birthday sleepover. So I had a house full of 13-year-old and 14-year-old boys. It was great as a <laughs> mom to have them all hang out here. And my daughter was like, can we have extra air freshener upstairs? Because they're going to be smelly. I just know it's coming. <laughs> so, But it was crazy to me that he wanted his seven friends and his two leaders to go play paintball with them for their birthday. And, and that yeah. was born out of, they just showed up, you know, and, and I heard this great advice when I was a mom of little kids. And I think it still applies, especially if you're a middle school and young high school leader, that if we treat the things as big things when they're little, then they'll continue to tell us about the big things when they're big, because to them, they're all big mm -hmm. things. And so when you've got sixth and seventh graders that are talking about TikTok and their hair and the crush that they have that they don't know if it likes them or the shoe drop or whatever, those are big deals to them. So when we treat them like they're big deals, they keep coming to us with them. And so when I look at what it has meant to my son to have godly men in his life, um, it, yes, he wants that, but he really just wants friends that are talking to him and kind of working through stuff with him. But when I get text messages from them about what he's going through or they do this thing on third Thursday. They meet at the same time every third Thursday of the month and they go to Brahms and we drop them off at the front door and send them a couple of bucks and they eat ice cream and they hang out and they talk about nothing or basketball and shoes. Or those guys will say, hey, meet us at the church right. at this time. We're going to play basketball in the parking lot. And I drop them off for 45 minutes and they shoot hoops and they talk about nothing. And maybe sometimes they talk about Jesus or about hard things and they challenge them to do a Bible plan or to serve, but they're just doing life with them. And it is so encouraging to me because I know on the horizon is driving and girls and partying and all the questions. And those guys are going to be the ones that he goes to when he doesn't want to come to us. Right. That's, that's a, yeah, that's just such a huge win. And I know like for you being on both sides of it, it's exciting to be able to look and go, Hey, the, the ministry that I, I have really am dedicating my life to right now. Like this is what right. I do this. I'm all in on this and yep. you're able to look and go, it's working. Like it's, it's, I'm getting to experience it firsthand that absolutely that this is what it's all about. And so I, I, I love that. Were you going to say something else? Well, just one of the cool things, and it's weird to be like the leader and the parent in the fall, my son invited his friend, Nathan to come to switch. And he told me that Nathan came and he told me that he had given his life to Christ. But it was actually Dan who told me that Nathan came because Smith invited him. And so when I'm going back to like have this win moment with my kid, you invited Nathan and he gave us like to cry. Like what? And he sort of looked at me like, well, yeah, we've been talking about inviting. So I invited him and he gave us like it was not a big deal, you know, <laughs> and and I was so thankful because even though it's my kid and even though we talk about church and God and stuff all the time, 
I didn't put together that Nathan gave his life to Christ because Smith invited him because Smith never told me he invited him. He just said Nathan gave his life to Christ, which obviously is the win I want to celebrate. But it was also cool to be able to go back and go because my leader told, I mean, my kid's leader told me this. I was able to look at Smith and help him connect the dots. Nathan's life is different forever because you had the guts to invite him to what you're excited about. Right, man, that is, God, it's so cool. I, I love getting to live that. I'm not, I'm not excited for my kids to get older, but right. I am excited for some of that, for some of that stuff to happen. So, yeah. okay. So then let's see, let's sh- kind of same, same direction, maybe a little bit of a different gear. Let's say I'm a small group leader and I'm going, this is awesome. I love that there's, you know, people going to ball games and I love that there's right. people going and shooting hoops together and going to Brahms together and do, you know, all this stuff. So that's all, that's all great. And we do love that. That's a win. And I think every leader listening would say, that's awesome. We want that to happen. Right. But what if I'm a leader that's going, I love doing this. I feel called to it. I, my students know that I love them, the students in, in my group. But I am in a season right now that I am so busy. I'm having a really hard time finding the margin to go, man, can I afford being away from my family to go to a Friday night basketball game? Like, or, you know, like, do, do I have, like, do I have margin for that? Honestly. So what, what advice would you have for that? A couple things, because let's be real. That's most of us. (laughs) Most of us have more on our plate than we feel like we've got the time to give to it. I would say two things. The first one is it doesn't take a lot. It would be meaningful for my kid if Dan showed up to one or two games in the entire sports season. It doesn't have to be this is all the time. But I also think you can invite them into what you're already doing. So I'm in the same boat. I get the joy of leading a lot of students. And so I often get more asks than I can say yes to. And I have just learned how to incorporate them into what I'm already doing. So that can look like somebody texts and says, hey, can we get together? Can we talk about something? Yep, I'm headed to Target. I'll be there at four. You can walk alongside me and we can talk while I grocery shop. I've done that and they'll come. Like If they really want to connect with you, they will figure out how to make that work. A couple weeks ago, I had a student that reached out to, so my husband, Chad, is also not just godly and good looking, but he's a phenomenal switch leader and advocate. And I had a student that texted and said, hey, can I come talk to you guys? And we we were not still sick, but we were in quarantine. And so it's like, well, I have to be home, but you can come over and I can put chairs six and a half feet apart in the front yard and we can sit in the front yard. And mom drove him over and she sat in the car on the other side of my cul-de-sac. So she wasn't on top of us, spying, feeling, you're like, didn't make us feel like, that we sat in the front yard under the shade of a tree in lawn chairs six feet apart and the three of us talked about what he wanted to work through and so don't feel like I've also sat at my kids basketball or soccer or gymnastics or insert sport and said hey I'm going to be here if you want to come and sit and talk with me while I'm hanging out at practice I'll be there for 45 minutes I've got 45 minutes that you can sit with me while we watch them and and it's meaningful to my kids because so m- my kids know so many of them, but it's also incredibly meaningful for those students. And those brief glimpses of 10 or 30 minutes of focused quality time can give me months of relational equity with somebody. Right. Absolutely. I, so I'm, I'm thinking 
about it through this lens. So in switch, we, we talk about, so we talk about partnering with parents. That's language that a lot of leaders have heard. Yep. And then you, you would also hear us say, Hey, we're a family here. So like we would, you, you would hear us say that. And we absolutely like mean that and believe it. We say it a lot among leaders. And so we, we talk about like, man, that, you know, the people you serve with, like they, they really be, you become close and you become more like a family absolutely. together and you care about each other. And like we, to the extent that so it was somebody's birthday party of, of my team that that served served and switched together and so we broke into her house and we were home when she got home from work we were in her house when she got home and we scared the crap out of her and it was awesome scaring is and caring I have video evidence scaring is caring absolutely come on and we did that's that how well. you know you really and love so, somebody so like those, that, that's how you that's how you love someone well right. she didn't pee her pants but we were we were hoping she did but she didn't but i know darn it there's always great next year. i mean so, just to, but, great for her but <laughs> You know, so, so, right. So, so we're close and we talk about that among leaders, but what about yeah. among students? So, you know, you would say like, as a small group leader, you'd say, man, I care about these kids so much. And some of you may go as far as to say like, man, I care about them like family. And I'll, I'll yeah. tell you this, like the goal, the goal needs to be that we are family, like that we really are. We talk about the family of God, but it's not just a saying, like we're actually supposed to, like you hear the term like being brothers and sisters in Christ. That again, that's not just a saying. Like you, right. you really are, right? So like like you are a part of that same royal family. And mm -hmm. so if that's true, then does it feel that way in our switch group? Do our students know that they have refrigerator rights at our house? Right. Do they know yep. that like, hey, I am willing to sit in a lawn chair in the front yard with you. Like mm -hmm. I am willing to find a way for you to be a part of my life. So Kind of like last last thought and question, Jen, and this is more something I just want you to maybe kind of share a little of how you feel about it as a as both, but but as a mom for sure. What's the difference between your kid going, "Hey, my small group leader is pretty cool and uh, he's nice." Like at Switch, we hang out and talk, and yeah, he's cool. He's a nice guy. He's there. Versus, hey, my small group leader and I are tight, and he shows yep. up to my games and. I like him so much. I wanted to be at my birthday party shooting paintball and, and he's actually just like a part of the family to you as right. a mom. What's the difference? Um, I think the difference is again, probably two things. I think it's those men are real and they speak their language. So yeah. Matt and Dan don't pretend to have it all together. They don't pretend to have all the answers. They don't pretend that they never struggle. They talk about where they where they are with God and they listen to where their boys are. And then they care enough to care about the things that their students care about. So when students can see the vulnerability of like, I'm willing to show up and tell you that I don't have all of it together and I don't know all the answers, and I haven't figured out everything there is to know about God, but I want to be more in love and more like him tomorrow than I was yesterday. And that's what I want for you too. That I think is first and foremost. And then the second part is if they care about basketball, you care about basketball. If they care about shoes, you learn how to figure out some stuff about shoes. If they care about hip hop, you figure out what are two or three artists that you can <laughs> listen to a song and support and have a point of conversation. If they care about, I don't know who we're listening to right now, but 
you know, if they care about nail polish, then you figure out how to talk about nail polish. Because right. it goes back to that thing I said earlier. When you can talk to them about the quote unquote little things, then they will trust you to talk about big and hard things. And that's what I watched those two it. guys do really well is they have figured out how to talk about basketball and have enough of a conversation about shoes and why Jordans matter and what's happening on the sneakers app to speak the language that my right. kid cares about. It, it's not about being someone you're not, and it's not about trying to be the pro and, un, and fully understand and be immersed in everything they're in. It's about right. caring enough to go, I'm, I'm not, I'm probably don't love everything you love. Well, I would hope not. Like you're, you're an adult, like, right. right? Like, I mean, it's, you probably right. should have moved on to some bigger things in life, but sure. you should care about some, like you, you, to some degree, you need to show an interest. You, I liked what you said. You mentioned that they'd be like, Hey, are you drop him off to play basketball for 45 minutes? I, yep. one thing to keep in mind here also, we didn't say dropped him off to play basketball for three hours. Like you, right. it could be, it could be 30 minutes. It could literally yep. be like, I have 30 minutes. And let's meet at the church and shoot hoops. Like, think yep. about how easy that, you know what I mean? Like, who doesn't yep. have 30 extra minutes? And I know that everybody's like, I don't have 30 extra minutes. Yes, you do. Go in your phone and it will show you your screen time report. Right. And just, I bet you anything, you can find 30 minutes of something oh, that you gosh. wasted time on that, right? You're, you're just, not just stepping I'm, on our toes. You're saying. kicking us in the shins. All right. Well, get your life together. Shin no, guards. I'm kidding. I'm speaking to me. <laughs> Get, get shin guards. Here, this is a quote. As we wrap up, this is a quote that I share with my team and I try to like continue to share and kind of be that, that chief reminding officer on. I love this is one of my favorite quotes. It's every child needs at least one adult who is irrationally crazy about him or her. Mm. One more time. Every child needs at least one adult who is irrationally crazy about him or her. So understand this. Yes, we know that not every child has a mom and dad in their life, but most of them have at least a mom or a dad. So hear me out. It's not saying every child is like, it, it, we're, we're not counting mom and dad here. All right. right. I need right. you to know that mom and dad are already in their life. Every kid needs yes. one positive influence outside of mom and dad who to a degree and definitely from those, that kid's eyes are required to be irrationally crazy about them. They yep. need an adult who is not required to be irrationally crazy about them, to show up in love in yep. a big way and go, man, I am willing to make sacrifices for you because I believe that you are worth it. I believe God has great things in store for you. And I just want to be a part of supporting you as it happens. And so everybody that's listening, I hope that today, man, I hope that you felt, I feel encouraged. I hope you hear some stories that you go, man, this is like, I love this. I love that there is an outcome that is awesome. And then I also hope that you feel challenged in some ways to go, man, what can I do better? Not because you're doing something wrong, but because we can all always get better. And if you're listening to this podcast, it means that you care about Switch, you care about students, and you care about getting better. So everybody, we, we love you all. We appreciate what you're doing in Switch. We appreciate the ministry that you're living out in your lives. So thanks for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.